0: All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head on over to pricefix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. And next, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And next, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download the app today, or head on over to BetterFantasy.com/sgpn. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy.com/sgpn. And finally, we're brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io/sgpn. That's S-O-B-E-T.io/sgpn. And speaking of download apps, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps.
1: hi ho, ho Degenerinos, and welcome to a very special edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast, a.k.a. the Gum- Gumby and the Juice on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Jeff Fox, a.k.a. The Juice, a.k.a. Juicy Jeff, a.k.a. Juicy J. will introduce Gumby in a moment. Why is this a special, very special episode, you wonder? They used to say that on, uh, like, sitcoms in the 80s and stuff, when they were going to have a serious episode where, like, someone dies or – Or the uh, uncle who's an alcoholic comes. Um, But on this very special episode, it's not going to be a serious one. It's because it's episode 100. Hooray for us. Triple digits. Um, And all the haters said we wouldn't make it past episode 87. But here you go. Episode 100. And, of course, I'm going to have to dedicate this to all our amazing fans out there who made this happen. of course, even though we do all the work and all the research, you know how much work goes into this show. You can tell uh, week by week how much work we put into this um despite us doing all the work i'm still giving you guys and gals because there's about one and a half gals listening i still give you all the credit for listening to our podcast i just looked it up 59 different countries have listened to our podcast this year so no matter where you are in the world thank you for tuning into this here half hazard thrown together slapdash Podcast, which gives you amazing picks and even more amazing banter. So let's start some banter. I'm going to introduce the Gumby of the Gumby and the Juice Duo. Um, he's the most lovable loser around. Everyone still loves him, even though he's a loser when it comes to picks. Um, and I love him. He's my best friend of the whole wide world. Like when Ralph said he was going to marry Lisa, I feel like that episode happened here. And Gumby's going to scream out, "I don't like you," and not going to marry. You, so. <laughs> it's Daniel Gumby Breeland. Hello
0: that's that's a that's a good uh simpsons reference i would first say uh and i, I would choose, follow choose i was you. just gonna say you chose chose me for this uh for this gig co hosting. so yeah yes. it's very very fitting you just stole my joke just before yep. i hit it that's uh, what we're here
1: for stepping and... on each other's lines and not laughing <laughs> at each other is what we're here for and of course i have to thank gumby the most also he only a trivia question, uh, answer to a trivia question. He's the only person who's been here for all 100 episodes. He even flew one solo solo bolo. So big, big up to Gumby Vreeland, even though he's a real loser when it comes to making picks. Do,
0: do you know who the, uh, how many different people have edited episodes of this podcast? <laughs>
1: One person? <laughs> just one. you? Yes, yeah, you. Me. You know many uh, people have posted episodes of this podcast? One me. Well, actually, no. I wasn't posting them in the early days. So I forgot about that. <laughs> but anyhow, a it sick sounded brag.
0: good. It was a sick so yeah.
1: Brag. <laughs> it was a sick brag at one point. Uh 59 uh 59 different countries. eh? that's pretty wild.
0: That's not too bad. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm shocked. I don't I haven't looked at like this isn't meant to sound like really like self important, but I haven't looked at the metrics metrics for uh, the Top Turtle podcast in a while. Uh, I know it does all right. I know uh, I have sponsors who are happy with their sponsorships. So I don't... Look at the metrics like religiously, but uh, I know it's probably not 59 countries. 59 countries is a—that's a pretty widespread. We're we're talking about a world that has roughly 200 countries, right? That that the UN recognizes at least. So we're yeah. in a quarter of the world. That's uh, thats pretty impressive. In the big Would ones you say, too. Yes.
1: Would you say it's a buttload of countries, perhaps? I'd say it's a
0: buttload of countries.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> N- name a country, and we'll see. Just random country.
0: Uh, Bosnia.
1: Bosnia. There's MSc. lots of no. good
0: fighters out of Bosnia. No, that's we don't have
1: true. any any no downloads from Bosnia. Sorry. Do you
0: think it's because Mirsad Bechtik retired? <laughs> maybe. It's or maybe it's Bo- not listed as Bosnia. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it still Bosnia or is it some other? Herzegovina or something at this point.
0: It, I, I think it's both, right? Isn't it Bosnia or yeah, No, yeah. we don't
1: have any there, surprisingly. Just, Name another one, Dan. Come on, you ruining uh, the game by picking one we don't have. I'm,
0: I'm just trying to think of countries that have MMA fighters right. uh, that we would remember but like, they only have a couple. What, what about like, do we have any in, in like, like, uh,
1: Kyrgyzstan? Um, that's a good question. Do they have internet? I'm, I'm just joking. Of course they do. Everyone has internet, right? Uh, KR, I know that much, right? Is it KR?
0: Yeah. KYR? It's the one that, that Valentina Shushchenko's from. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> that she's going to, uh, be prime minister of someday, probably. Um, no. We Did have Kenya. Say
0: did you see she just got an honorary degree uh, from the uh, – it looks like the only university in Kyrgyzstan. Um,
1: oh, That's a burn. And,
0: and it's it's an honorary – I think it's – I don't know what – no, but they, they said it's like the official school of Kyrgyzstan, and I was like, oh, that oh, sounds yeah. like – that makes it sound like there's one of them. But then it said something about how it was her second degree from that school, and she had gotten one previous in filmmaking.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: and
1: I just saw videos of her dancing and kissing people and hugging, so that probably was that, right? And she yeah, was that's, that's,
0: yeah, that's probably it, sure. And she wasn't
1: shooting guns for once, so I figured right, it was right. something official. Okay, no, not in Curtis, stand. Fizz,
0: that's where Fizziev is from, right, too?
1: Yeah, you you ruined the game. None, of, uh, none in uh, Kurdistan. Well, I've got US. like
0: every every country I pick, it's like yeah, w- no. w- one out of one out of every four I pick would get. So I get two more, and I've got to hit at okay, least fine. one, right? So yep. Croatia had a bunch of fighters for a while.
1: Uh, yes, only okay. two downloads, but yes, Croatia. Okay.
0: Yeah. shout out to Croatia, even if you're not downloading.
1: <laughs> I think it was Cro Cop- listening twice.
0: Yeah, there you go. We mentioned him twice. So there you go. I got it 1 out of 3. That that's pretty good cuz it, yeah, it's very good. it's actually 1 out of 4 odds.
1: It's a big big world. So US is first and then Canada, Germany. Germany's still huge and it's not just like the one person I was thinking. It was all it's all over now. It's spread well, like uh
0: Well, we just had Dustin Stoltzfus discussion, right. so you know.
1: Maybe. It yeah. it's spread like an Omicron tsunami is what it's like. Um Australia and then the UK. So that's, that's our top countries. So thank you anyhow for everyone for uh for listening in and for you choose to choosing us um, to bring it back to the Simpsons. So Um, any uh, thoughts on the 100 episodes, Dan, any uh, favorite moments or favorite part of doing this podcast?
0: I mean, my favorite part of the podcast is always when I hit a big underdog and you don't show up the next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It happens. It's happened. It's happened multiple times, actually. Cause
0: 'cause it's relevant to talking about it here too, because we got Gerald Mearshart coming up and I'm pretty sure when I hit Gerald Mearshart, I then had to brag about it to uh, to KCP, um, Kurt Chase Patrick, who was filling in that day, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's not and, like, he had,
1: and he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, although he did say, I'm, I'm going to
0: give him the same amount of heat that I'm giving you right now about this one. He did yeah. say that it was a ridiculous pick because ha- he did the picks with me the, the episode before too because it was like yep. one of those times you were out for a couple episodes in a row and he was like, no, that's one of the dumbest picks ever. There's no way he beats Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, he says it's the most absurd pick you could possibly make, um, and went as far as to say is like it was the the pick he was the most sure about on the whole card. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm taking Mearshart. Um So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Miershark. Uh, Shark had a big year, like low key. Like we're, we're, we'll probably do like a, a end of the year awards kind of show at some point in time because we're gonna have to fill in. Until January, Six
1: episodes, Dan. yeah. January.
0: Six Although I, I will say I looked at that Ryzen card, which is coming yep. out. the first. Pretty th- good, it's new Year's. It's good. It's real good. In um, there's even a a tough alumni on that card.
1: Um, oh, it all comes back to it.
0: Yeah, Hiramasa Okikobu um is on that card, which is uh pretty exciting. And there's a whole bunch of other like very high level. I think it's weights, but I think they're saying it's at 134 because they do some weird kilogram thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I think they're having a tournament if I'm remembering correctly, and it's like it's Kayasuuka is in it too, and Hirimaa Okikobu and and somebody else. It's basically like the fight for the the title that Manel cap gave away um, right so so it's like a, a pretty fun tournament.
1: All right, maybe we'll break that down. will rise and odds I've seen risezon odds before, but did they post them in advance very very far in advance, do you know?
0: Some of the big cards they have, like the and yeah, like I, I feel like this one's big enough. Um, right now, there is open FC going on right now. I don't know where that is. Um, I don't see any odds for them yet. I do see odds for both the the card on the fifteenth and the card on the twenty second for the UFC. Some of these some of these uh, books are trying to get ahead of the game and getting people yeah. in on them fast. No kidding.
1: Uh, have you heard of Eswatini, Dan? Eswatini? Yeah, if you guessed Eswatini, we have, have a, had a listener from Eswatini. That's apparently is, a country. Have is you it? ever in, heard of that place? I, I have not. About. Is it African? Uh, maybe, yeah, we do have a, quite a few uh, African countries. Uh, Southern Africa. Wow, Listen, look at this guy. There was another so one, I, I think.
0: I started typing Eswatini into Google. And by the way, yep. first of all, I spelled it right, which I'm pretty proud of. And yes. then secondly, the first thing that pops up as far as suggestions is Eswatini human rights violations. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's welcome, uh, welcome. Hopefully, it's some hopefully it's some of the human rights violators listening in. We uh, we welcome all dictators on this uh, on this show. Uh, it's recent. About,
0: it's recent too. Oh, Maybe good. we don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> how about Bhutan?
0: I'm assuming so. You're just you're just B- pointing H- out H- how I don't actually know the geography of Africa all that well.
1: No, no. we have a listener for Bhutan. I was thinking, uh, that sounds like Asian, and it is Asian. I was right. Southern oh. Asian country. We had a listener in Bhutan. So the kingdom of Bhutan, B-H-U-T-A-N, the Buddhist kingdom. Oh, the Buddhists like fighting, right? That makes sense. <laughs> Buddhist like They do. It. Wu-Tang and all that stuff, all those Kung Fu movies. are always uh, Buddhist monks uh, training and fighting and stuff. It's good. Good stuff. Yeah, there you go. Anyhow.
0: Wow, we, we we even we hit some of the small countries. Props to us. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah. I just named two that I hadn't heard of. The rest I've I've heard of, but there's we got a lot of uh, Azerbaijan and places like that.
0: So well, Azerbaijan like makes a lot of sense because don't they have puns? Azerbaijan's got like a bunch of up and
1: coming fighters, right? Or am I thinking of? I think they do, but not a bunch. Okay. We don't say a bunch in this podcast. No. A what load. Do we say? There's a, a buttload. Butt I even have listeners uh, send, sending me uh, Twitter messages with buttload listening in it now. So <laughs> but We're bringing it back, y'all. We're bringing it back. Um, all right. I think we uh, – do we kill enough time bragging about how great we are? Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, I think so. This is, on, a really fun card. this is a really fun card to talk about, too, so we should, we should probably get into it. We should.
1: All right. Then, let me tell you about some of our – actually, I thanked all you um, listeners for keeping us afloat. But really, it's the sponsors. So let's, be, let's be honest here. The sponsors are keeping us afloat. So if you can uh, – any way you can support any of these fun businesses that I'm going to be listing off here, please do. It keeps the lights on in the – what's the name of our – MMA Gambling Podcast Studios, right? That's right. <laughs> the, the train's going to roll on to read ad. Tick picks. College football's championship weekends are behind us. Yep. But bowl season is almost upon us, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the Internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, not the thing Dan Googles for, but T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL concerts, NBA, and more. And we, I think we decided we're going to uh, next season we're going to go back to your homeland of Alabama and watch a game, right? That's your right. Homeland. <laughs> I made it your homeland now. That's, that's that tough. is that is We're canon now. That Dan uh, grew up in Alabama and Louisiana for part of his life, so that has become canon in our in our story. I'm sure we'll it's, we have it's more. It's more Louisiana than it is it? Uh, okay. Alabama, but but anyway, Louisiana is yeah. not as funny to me. It's not as funny. It's
0: okay.
1: It, is there really much difference between the two? I haven't been to either.
0: Um, they talk slower in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's possible, yeah, Way is it way slower? Way slower. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody's in, a Russian. Hmm? Nobody's in a rush in Louisiana. It's wonderful. No, it's
1: true. It's true. All right, Tick pick. They got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, Tick Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's T-I-C-K-Pick.com slash SGP. Once again, not what Dan puts out on the internet, the other thing. Um, let's talk about Price Fix too, shall we? Price Fix is the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy Simplified. You pick two to five players and an over under on the projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Make sure you use promo code SGP, of course, and receive 100% deposit match up to $100. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Fix has a ton of stats. Choose from a buttload of stats, it really should say. to Choose from including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. I think that's that football thing they're talking about there price allows mixed sport entries you can take the over on lebron combined with the under on mahomes in the same entry price offers every sport you can think of like nfl college football nba college basketball mlb soccer mma and more price Picks has an award-winning easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play price is 4.8 star rated because some jerk must have given him a four uh, in the App Store with rave reviews, Price fix entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price fix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. PricePicks.com promo code SGP for 100% deposit match. How did your picks go? I can't. I can't even remember what your picks were, Dan. Did you? Were your Price Picks good?
0: Uh, I think they were. I took the over on some yeah, heavyweight yeah, yeah. times, and I knew yep. that was good. Man, yep. I, I gotta write them down more often. Yeah, but true.
1: they, well, they we were we good. I Campbell. hit.
0: They were good. I hit them all.
1: Uh, there you go. Perfect. Do you, have, <laughs> do, you have picks, do you have picks for this week? It's hard, sure. though. Because sure. who knows who's going to be playing? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how anyone is, like, said this on just one of the writers, SG, the Sports Gambling Podcast writers. Like, I don't know how people can gamble on regular sports right now, like NBA. because like a minute before the game, like, so-and-so's not playing now. Like, it's wild. But anyway. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty bad, especially with a couple of teams, although the Bulls are back tonight, which is uh, kind of fun. Um, they're yep. in the process of beating the Lakers, which is uh, excellent. No, uh, the, the one game I would feel confident in picking things in is uh, the Bears versus the Vikings tomorrow, because that's not a rescheduled game. And in addition to it not being a rescheduled game, it's also two teams that haven't really had any COVID outbreak cases. Um, So I'd say uh, you can play with them. Uh, I'll take the over on the uh, receiving yards for Justin Jefferson. That's coming in at 89.5, so I think he breaks 90. I'll also take the over on his receiving touchdowns because they're only asking for a half of a touchdown, which means – Is Justin Justin Jefferson going to get in the end zone? Hell yeah, he is. And then I'll actually take the over on Justin Fields' passing yards. Uh, Because while the Bears suck something fierce, uh, I think 180 passing yards is kind of a low projection there. I I think he's going to have to pass his way out of bad situations. He might have three picks, but he's going to have 180 yards. So over on Justin Fields' passing yards, over on Justin Jefferson's receiving yards and receiving touchdowns.
1: See, Dan knows every sport, everyone. Uh so make sure. Pricefix.com promo code SGP for the hundred percent deposit match. All right. Um let's talk KSW before we uh we rub in your um the the fun that we have with UFC. You uh I just saw highlights. You watched the pertinent fights at KSW?
0: Yeah, I, I caught them through uh yeah, I, I caught them. <laughs> I'm, okay, yeah. he caught them I won't say okay, how, how I caught them, but I caught them,
1: yeah I was going to say, you seem like you're um, being a little elusive here Alright, um, you your, your Soledic pick you didn't want to bet him, but you picked him and he won so that's good, you picked Parnassi, did he win?
0: Yeah, Parnassi beat the hell out of Daniel Torres, who not only lost his title, but also had no chance to retain his title because right. he missed weight. Um, yep. So he ca- Like I said the first time, he had kind of a fluke win the first time, didn't look real great uh, this time, and got the crap beat out of him.
1: There you go. And then Stasiak, did he win? I didn't see the results of that.
0: Stasiak lost, but uh, oh, he, he took a pretty bad beating early in the fight and then, like like a freaking zombie, came back and just weathered the storm and, like, won a late round. Uh, and a whole bunch of people were thinking it was going to win him the fight, but, like, he didn't do enough early on, so he wound up losing the decision. But looked like an absolute, in the words of Steve Mazzagati, he looked like a warrior out there.
1: <laughs> good. As, as long as they let him die in his shield, that's good. So Leon beat him up, did he? He did, yeah, a little and bit. Leon. <laughs> Leon, beat Webster up, too bad. Um, and the main event, I saw a highlight. I saw Haladov swarming Solodchuk, and Solodchuk just slept him. Yeah,
0: he, he like he got all in his face, and that it, it was just a quick hook, and it just oof put him out hard. So uh, yeah, very impressive.
1: Now Solodchuk says he's gonna go for the light heavyweight belt too. Apparently, he might win three. Him. <laughs> why not? If
0: right? I was KSW, why not? Right? Like, yeah. it, it's it's What's he gonna harm by going up? It's not like he's gonna lose that fight, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you got a paper champion in your other divisions." He just slept off, which, like, th- dude, you can say what you want about Kavadov's recent record, but like that dude is a very legit fighter. So soldik is is very impressive. Uh, he seems to have created quite the star for himself where he's at. I'd obviously love to see him against top, some uh, of the top middleweights in the ufc even some of the top welterweights i think he'd do better at middleweight in the ufc but uh regardless uh he's he's very happy where he is and ksw is going to keep him happy
1: no doubt so you went well you didn't you kind of made it you made you picked both fighters in the main event so you got that one right uh so you got the two championship fights right that's what that's what matters so um all right last night actually you did good last night i shouldn't be bad-mouthing you went eight and five you did good but you didn't do good enough, Dan. I went nine and four, and I won eighty-one bucks. You lost sixty-five. So for the year, I was I hit my sixty percent, which I was very happy about. I m- made my goal. Dan is stayed at fifty-five percent. I got twenty-one more fights correct than he did. I just sound like a dummy, but I know what I'm doing. I'm telling you, uh, money-wise, it's basically five. Uh, actually, I can do the math. It's very five hundred and three dollars in my favor but we both lost so i figured instead of my name you can get juicy jeff on your face instead <laughs> in like like fancy script
0: you mean like what's the one that what does it say on on did we ever figure out what it said on carlos felipe's face
1: uh, uh you mean boys no i'm not sure what it says. boy boys boy it says. it's just boy it's not boys it's it, boy yeah. yes yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, no, you're, you're getting juicy, juicy Jeff. That would be, uh oh, that would be so embarrassing, eh? To have a juicy Jeff tattoo on your face. Oh my that God. That would
0: be, it would be as embarrassing as getting knocked out by a guy who already has a tattoo on your body.
1: <laughs> yes. It <is>. All right. <laughs> Anywho, um, no one really cares who won between us. Dan. They care that, that if we gave them winning picks or not. And we, we had a stretch there where we were, we were cooking. Um, we'll start from the top to the bottom. Uh, if, Main event, I hit my underdog, Derek Lewis, plus 108, uh, knocked out Chris Dawkus, excuse me, three three 336 into the first round um, with, like, just, like, shark in the water, uh, shark uh, smelling blood in the water, swarm on Dawkus and, like, knocked him out, like, multiple, knocked him out on the way down, and then, again, when, when he was down against cage. He even used a friggin' tie clinch, which is insane that, that um, Derek Lewis does stuff like that. If... I guess Francis Ngannou is still more terrifying, but like Lewis is very close, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, the thing about me with with like Lewis is like I don't know. Somebody like surreal game has is like never in danger against Derek Lewis, right? Like like so, and that's the thing. As I I don't know, and, and maybe we'll find out this January. I don't know that that's ever true against Francis Ngannou, which is why Ngannou is always going to be scarier to me is that like yeah. you don't have a choice to not brawl with your, or to not be in the danger zone against Ngannou because Ngannou will bring you to the danger zone whereas like Lewis might goad you into it or Lewis might like, you know, find a way to get a lot of people into it, but like you don't he's not going to force you into it. Right, like he he doesn't have enough nuance in his game that he can trick you into coming to his zone and and I mean a lot of people do a lot of people wind up there a lot of people wind up hurt but like fucking Alexander Volkov could have thrown three more push kicks and won a fight against him and then just for some reason didn't but it wasn't anything like nuanced that that Derek Lewis did whereas like Francis Ngannou against Stephen Miocic like kicked the legs which was weird we had never seen him do that. He set things up. He moved in and out. He, like, you know, Derek Lewis is, is I think, more one-dimensional in that way. But at the same time, man, it just takes a second. And, like, I don't know about you, especially as uh, – I'll ask you this. As somebody who picked Lewis and, like, the the winner of mine and your little matchup here was going to be determined by the main event, whether or not Lewis or, or Docus won – did you, after watching like two and a half minutes, think like, "Oh, Docus looks like he knows the right way to approach him"?
1: Uh, I don't know about Docus's approach. He if he yeah. should have just kept leg kicking him, like stuff like that gets well. That's better. what I mean. Like leg two kick, and a half body kick, like any two and a
0: half minutes, and he was yeah. only doing that, right? Like he he yep. didn't he didn't throw any big haymakers. He was only doing that. He didn't rush in anywhere. He wasn't backing up. Anytime Lewis took a step forward, he whacked him on the leg. Like, I I watched that, and I was like, shit, he figured it out. Good. It's exactly the way I broke it down. And then, like, a second later, he was, like, lunging for hooks. And I was like, oh, this is going to end badly. Um, And I don't know what the change was. And maybe it's just, like, he started to feel like he found his range or he started to feel like he was having success. But, like, the success wasn't that way. So you should have just stuck with what you're doing. I wouldn't say it's a low IQ fight move, but it's just, like, Derek Lewis only takes one very small mistake, and he makes you pay for it.
1: Yeah, the guy, the severe MMA guys, I was listening to them this morning, they were thinking maybe Dawkins got clipped by one of his shots and felt how insanely scary, powerful uh, Lewis is, and that, he got shook, and that changed his style. But, yeah, he um, he, he got himself knocked out pretty bad. Like uh, Lewis is scarier to me than, than gone uh i i don't th- i gained. oh yeah I I, I I don't i don't think he's better than him obviously because he lost him but yeah um he is just frightening when he and he's so quick and athletic too when he explodes
0: yeah surreal game i would say this and this is maybe why i i low-key think the UFC doesn't want him to win um
1: yeah i can see I, that
0: i i mean i think they're interested in having like a actual french champion and i don't mean that to discredit calling Francis Ngannou, a French champion, because he's actually born in Cameroon, and he spent a chunk of his life in France, but now he lives in Vegas. Um, but, like, I, I think I think they would be cool with having a French champ, but at the same time, I was like, I don't think they really love game as a champ because the heavyweight champion has always been like, oh, he's the scariest man in the world, right? Like, that's right. their claim. Francis yeah. is terrifying. Brock Lesnar was terrifying. Cain mm-hmm. yeah. Velasquez, terrifying. Junior Dos Santos, terrifying. Even Randy Couture, really freaking scary. Maybe not terrifying, but really freaking scary. Surreal game, kind of just like, I mean, maybe it's just not the, that the big one-touch knockout power doesn't seem to be there or he doesn't seem committed to it. But, man, you're you're right. Derrick Lewis, way scarier, way more what the UFC, I think, wants in that heavyweight champion spot.
1: Yeah, they want a guy who will take out his jock and throw it into the crowd, right?
0: What a move. And then, like, so uh, (laughs) full disclosure here, and I I don't mean to, I don't know anything about NFTs. I I don't know. I've never tried to learn anything about them. I've, like, tangentially learned something about them because I'm on Twitter and it seems like you can't fucking avoid it. But I don't understand what he meant about turning it into an NFT, because I thought the idea of those was (laughs) that they aren't physical things. They're, like, digital art. So... Did, right. how, how is somebody going to turn unless that was him playing a joke about how funny he thinks they are and how he doesn't understand me either? But like it was a really well done post-fight interview, which is really all we can expect from Francis or from uh, Derek Lewis is like, yes, he, he gets it. He gets what the people want, and he fucking gives it to us.
1: Yeah. He is a good man. He, I'm sending him a, a bucket of Popeye's at this moment for, for helping solidify my, my yearly win. Um, one of the things that stood out when I was watching, was like, oh yeah, uh, after the fight, like, yep, there's, there's levels to this. And uh, I was questioning whether Dawkins was at this level. And obviously he, he was not, um, if Lewis is the gatekeeper, no one is getting past. Like it's going to be, uh, gain Nagano and Lewis and that's it. Like no one else will get past this guy, at least at this point.
0: I don't know. I I will say, um, here's a thought. I, I actually think, and this is what I think should be, Derek Lewis's next matchup, I know people were like, should he get a title shot? No, he shouldn't get a title shot yet. He just lost the serial game. Like, he lost let both of No, yeah, he, he beat Ngannou, didn't he? He beat Ngannou in, like, <laughs> the most boring fight ever. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, go ahead. But, he just lost a game. So, like, should he fight Ngannou yet? Nah, maybe get him one more win, Um, especially because, like like you said, now some people aren't really sold on dockets, so why doesn't he fight, and, and granted, he's already got a fight book. If Tom Aspinall beats Shamil Abdurakhimov, who I'm pretty sure he's booked for in like February or March if he wins that fight why not Tom Aspinall too because you're right Derek Lewis kind of turned it into a gatekeeper type dude yeah let Tom Aspinall go fight him like maybe that's the right guy because to, to your point yes it did seem like Chris Dawkins, like maybe wasn't meant to be in there but like you you have to admit that Chris Dacus looked, like, more technical and more smart in there than Lewis, which is not always, like, an amazing thing or a really hard thing to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, what's he trying to say? But,
0: yeah. But Aspinall is that, but also big. You know what I mean? Like, Aspinall is, like, the full big dude, muscly, gonna – like, I mean, we just watched him – Absolutely plow through Andre Arlovsky and like look like he was going to take him down all the way through the cage because he's this big strong dude and like Dawkins like is like two thirty and like it's not even like a real jacked two thirty it's like kind of a chunky two thirty. Not like,
1: even not even a real jack? You sure about that?
0: I'm. It's not <laughs> at all. It's not at all. I'm being kind. But like, top. Tom Aspinall is like that dude is ripped. And he's, like, a ripped – I don't know what he weighs in at. I would guess, like, probably 250s. But, like, he's, like, a ripped 250. I, I kind of want to see what that looks like against him. Yeah, it looks like he just weighed in his last fight like 249. Um. So, like, Tom Aspinall would be a really good match for Derek Lewis. Um, but, yeah, like, apart from John Jones, Stephen Miocic – Tom Aspinall, I think all of those names are interesting for Derek Lewis, but I don't think he's ready for a title shot yet. Especially because you wa- got you got to come at him with one of those three-round title fights because he ain't about That's that five-round shit. <laughs> I, I,
1: I want to know why you're trying to find people to beat Derek Lewis, Dan. Why can't you just love Derek Lewis?
0: I mean, I do love Derek Lewis, but at the same time, like if you're not ready for a title fight, you have to think about yeah. what questions need to be answered, right? And the questions that need to be answered right now are, well, you took Surreal Gain, who is a super technical kickboxer, and he beat you. You took a guy who's a little bit less technical and smaller, and he didn't beat you. So we go in between those two. Who's a guy yep. who's in between their two sizes, in between their two levels of technicality, in between their levels of physicality? And actually, Tom Aspinall might be even a little more physical than Surreal than Gain. I think it answers a lot of questions about where exactly Lewis is and whether or not he's like a true gatekeeper or. Some like you said some people are gonna sneak by him because you know our initial instinct is like maybe he's not a gatekeeper maybe he just belongs in that upper echelon of yeah. three or four guys who are gonna be fighting for the title all the fucking time
1: yep yep very true um and yeah the title talk is premature mostly because there's a title fight booked in what a month um, yeah so wait and see what happens there if, if he's he fought both the guys already he beat one of them lost to the other um none of them were very exciting fights or anything but who knows what's going to happen in that fight. Um, Never, it's never, or very rarely is it a, uh, do you get a clean outcome and, and move on? If, if Gain beats Ngannou, they may want to do a rematch or or vice versa. So like, um, I think the only, like if Ngano destroys Gain, then I guess they'll move forward. But um, if Gain wins, then I, I see Ngano being next in line for a title shot.
0: Well, I think it, it totally depends on the method too, right? Like if Gain goes in there and just, like, pitter-patters uh, Francis, and Francis can't land his big bomb, and it's, like, a frustrating 48-47 decision after, after five rounds. Yeah, like, line Francis up. But, like, if Francis goes in there and knocks out Gain in, like, a minute and a half, there's no reason to see the rematch, right? Like, that's all what yep. we thought would happen for the most part. Um, although, did you see Francis as an underdog in that fight right now?
1: No, I haven't looked at the odds yet.
0: Yeah, somebody. uh, I think they said on the broadcast actually that he is now. I I think it's just like negative one hundred five to like negative one fifteen, so it's like slight, but he is not the favorite in that fight, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, because Gaines is probably gonna um, pitter like you said, pitter patter for twenty five minutes, and you gotta like you got those chances uh, landing a shot in twenty five minutes.
0: Yeah, I also don't think, uh, I, I mean, like, what I would imagine is that uh, Gaines going to go in there. This is also not a surreal Gaines versus Francis and Gotta Breakdown. But um, I, I imagine he's going to try to wear out Francis. Um, yeah. And I just don't think you can do that without wrestling. Um, I, I just don't think, like, boxing wise, you're going to tire him out. Because uh, yeah. you're going to have to be in the fire and put pressure on him. And I think those are hard things to do.
1: Yep, you know what's hard, not hard, Dan? My segues aren't hard because I'm amazing at them now, but you know what else isn't hard? Winning money and boosting your odds at WinBat because that's what they're all about. WinBat is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Unfortunately, no Alabama, no Louisiana, no Massachusetts, Dan, or Canada. Uh, We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses we have been telling you about. New users can bet a dollar and win 100 in any sport. Plus, you can get up to 1,500 bucks as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200. For example, you bet 100, you get a $200 free bet. Max wager match is 750 bucks; they will match it 1,500. And Dan's going to tell you what you should spend your bonus on. Go.
0: So, I would say that if you are going to spend your bonus on anything, uh, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies tomorrow night. They'll be playing the Thunder. Uh, The Grizzlies, despite the fact that they did lose today to Portland, uh, have been red hot. They had won five in a row before that. Uh, The Thunder kind of suck, and they're only giving up seven and a half points last I checked. So, uh, I'll take the Grizzlies to win by eight.
1: There you go. Um, great promos. Odds and payouts are happening right now at Bet For boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And PropSwap. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on, future, on Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use promo code SGP once again on your first deposit and PropSwap we will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento purchased a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket at odds of eight to one. When sportsbooks are now are only offering five to one at this point. If you're not using ProSwap, then you're missing out. Get started today by going to ProSwap.com or download the ProSwap app. ProSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Dan, who are you buying a future on to win the Super Bowl? Go to win the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, I'll take I'll take my Dallas Cowboys, which will oh, upset what the a uh, pick. yeah. I, but they did look good again today. Not their offense. Their offense looked kind of terrible against the Giants, but uh, their defense is looking damn good. Micah Parsons is an animal. I might, I go. might get a, I might get a Micah Parsons Defensive Player of the Year future. How about
1: that? There you go. That's that works for me since I've never heard of him because I've fallen out of favor with the NFL apparently. All right. Um, who was on your podcast last week? Top Turtle again? Ooh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Right, and who else?
0: Uh, Andre Yule. Okay, all right. They both um, lost decisions. Neither of them got knocked out or a weird <laughs> abdominal injury.
1: Stephen Wonder, it's true. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, got decision by Bilal Muhammad thirty twenty five thirty twenty six thirty twenty six, kind of a boring fight. Thompson looked very old and not very good in this fight, and kind of just accepted being wrestled to death. So we both lost the minus two fifty. Dan lost on his lock. Uh, so for the year nineteen to sixteen, which sounds good on locks, but you <laughs> down five hundred bucks. So all right is uh, and Stephen Thompson still has uh, title shot aspirations, which I think is. Now that uh, Glover won, I, he even mentioned Glover on, on your on your podcast as an inspiration. Uh, Glover is going to cause a lot of problems. Uh, we already had problems with old fighters uh, de- uh, being delusional, thinking they have a, another title run in them like Frankie Edgar. I think it's going to be worse now because they have Glover to, to point to. Um, Glover is a big story because Glover is the exception, everyone. He's not uh, an everyday thing. So um, there'll be no title runs in the future for Stephen Thompson, at least not the way he performed yesterday.
0: So let let me ask you this because I I haven't come down on the side of this question yet. Do you feel like that fight, uh, which we got badly wrong because uh, I just could not foresee this happening. Um, I don't think a lot of people could. Do you think that that fight was more Wonder Boy has clearly aged to the point where anybody who can wrestle slightly is going to do this? Or do you think it is more Bala Muhammad made some really wild gains in the wrestling department since the last time we saw him try to wrestle?
1: First of all, yeah, obviously no one predicted this happening because it was minus 250. But um, I, I think, like most. Answers. It's a bit of a bit of both. Um, most answers to most questions. Um, small cage did not help. Uh, having mohammed relentlessly wrestling did not help. Um, we figured Thompson has always been a good uh, good at fighting off uh, takedowns. So I don't know what the case was was yesterday. Uh, like I said, probably a little bit of both. He is old, older. He does have a lot of a lot of um, miles on the odometer to speak American speak miles. Um, yeah, it's probably just the perfect storm, a mixture of of both uh, Thompson being – I mean, uh, Muhammad being a dog in there and Thompson just not having – at least not having the wrestling last night.
0: Yeah, I sort of leaned more towards Wonderboy being a little bit old and, and not looking himself um, because, like, usually his striking looks good enough that, like, people can't get in on his hips that easy – And it seemed like Muhammad was getting in on his hips way too easy. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Muhammad has made huge gains and I'm just like, you know, I'm off in, in my analysis here, but like, I especially after after the fight, I was like, "Man, Wonder Boy looks like he's lost his step." And then you hear Bilal Muhammad talking about how he earned a title shot, and that's the only next <laughs> fight for him. Like you, you had that same reaction too, right? Like, yeah, that, that's a wild take, right? Like, well,
1: you, you should have finished him. Is what you should have done? If yeah, you a or, or title shot. And,
0: and and not to say just that, right? Because like, there's very few people who have ever finished Wonder Boy, right? Like right. to this to this date, it's just Anthony Pettis, if I'm not mistaken. But yep. like. I heard somebody say I have never seen anybody do this to Wonder Boy, which like literally we just saw somebody do this to Wonder Boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gilbert Burns yep. literally just did this to him. And the other thing too is like, didn't we just watch you get the shit kicked out of you for a round by Leon Edwards before getting poked in the eye? And like, granted, the poke in the eye stopped the fight way before anything got going. But like, ultimately. Like, how can you earn a title fight over a guy who has a longer winning streak than you and looked good against you, even though it wound up in no contest? It, it seemed like jumping the gun. I'd like to see the rematch now. Like, maybe he can get Leon to fight him now. Yeah, maybe. But, but like, he definitely didn't get a title shot.
1: Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's strange that no one's talked about Wonderboy being shot until he shows up in top turtle last week. And then now all of a sudden everyone's talking about him being shot. So anyhow, uh, let's, let's move on, Dan. We got that one wrong. Thompson looked worse than expected. Muhammad's wrestling looked better than expected. I think is is it in a nutshell. Um, Manalimos, uh, uh minus 350. We hit this one, but it was it was a tough one to hit. Uh, Angela Hill was very game in this fight. It was a split decision, 28-29 for... For Hill, thirty twenty-seven for Limos because Douglas Crosby was judging that fight and he gave her three rounds to nine, which is I don't see any way how that happened. And then twenty-nine twenty-eight, so which is the correct score for Limos? Um, yeah, Hill was like I said, she was a dog in there to, to steal that that phrase again. This is probably a good. Uh, I was talking about Limos getting herself. Uh, into position to be a title challenger. This is probably a type of fight that she needed. Um a fight that she really had to had to grind out a win and basically it came down in the last round.
0: Yeah, it did, it did for uh at least for for two judges. Um Douglas is it, Crosby
1: is a treat, man.
0: I, I will say, like I, I so I definitely scored that middle round for Angela Hill. Um right. I, I think it was pretty obvious for Angela Hill, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's as egregious as people are talking about, being that one judge uh, scored it for Lemosh. I, I mean, like I, I do think he'll won it. I think he'll won it fairly clearly, but it wasn't like it's not like Hill dominated in that round either. Um, right. and, and I think ultimately, I, I think the judges got this one right when you consider uh scoring by damage and scoring by like, you know, ability to finish the fight and shit like that. like if you actually read the criteria. It's hard to make a claim that, that Angela Hill won that third round. No. So I, I I was I was pretty confident going to the judges' scorecards that Lemos should win. Um but of course it was one of those fights where you just like can't trust the judges to know the criteria well enough. Um,
1: no. <laughs> so I was a little bit, it looks, it's their job, but yeah, this is their
0: <laughs> literal job. But unless it's, uh, that one guy that Sean Sheehan has on uh, right. the Sphere MMA podcast once in a while, um, yeah. what, what's that guy's name again? He's great. Ben cartilage. It, yeah. yes, ben cartilage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Unless it's Ben cartilage, you like, can't really trust any of them. So,
1: no.
0: um, I'm glad they got it right. Lemosh uh, certainly should have won that.
1: Yeah. The the right person on it. Um, so you have any, uh people in mind for her next like yeah. and upwards to her i want to
0: i right? want to see her fight tisha torres um sure and like uh, immediately after watching it i was like it would be really fun to watch her fight tisha torres because torres has got like a high pace she doesn't go away she's also not a big knockout threat so like she would get in lemosh's face she also doesn't get knocked out very often which is interesting for lemosh because lemosh like almost knocked out Angela Hill. I, I feel right. like that front kick is not getting the play at Audu because that was a crazy moment in that first round. By the way, this one fight of the night. Did you realize that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's okay. It was it was action packed. She she also hit her not as flush, but hit her with the front kick in what the third round too. I think.
0: Yeah, later in the I fight think, at least. Yeah, I think I liked. Um, I, I think I liked Jourdain versus Ewell more that was yeah I think, was, I think, yeah, I that, think ultimately because right, that yeah. one was not I, I think they wound up giving it to Lemotion hill because it was the closest decision um yeah, whereas so like hill Jordan, Jordan, had, Jordan it, yeah Jordan had clearly won so um uh, oh, yes. yeah so um yeah interesting that yeah. that that one won uh uh bonus
1: there yeah it wasn't egregious to steal uh, steal your phrase but yes no. it was uh it, it, it was definitely in the running uh yeah Put it lightly. All right. Uh, so we got that one right. Hooray. So I've uh, gone two and three. Yeah, the main card I did I did good on for, for uh, a change. The past few weeks, I've been struggling on the main card. So um, what was next? Oh, yeah. Miguel Angalo Torres uh, beat Rafael. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It, it was Ricky Simone uh, beat Rafael Asenso. He, he's not lanky enough. Uh, the hair is there, but he's not lanky enough.
0: Um, no, he's built like a soda can. <laughs> yes, he is.
1: And he was fighting a guy who was built like a soda can, basically. Um, he won KO punches, second round 214. Uh, he started the fight the way every fighter should start, really, uh, with a dick kick, because he's not going to get... You get yeah, one. Yeah, you, might exactly. you get at least see. one, so why not right away deplete the guy's uh, health bar? If this was a video game, his health bar went way down after the, the dick kick. Dick kick. Um, <laughs> dick pick dick pick kick. Um yeah, but he yeah, he, this one I think went the way we predicted, but we thought Simone was just gonna be too good for a uh over the hill Asun Sao who's been on the shelf for a very long time.
0: I'm still laughing at you, Freudian flipping dick kick. Yeah, I know. I'm
1: so like I'm so into so into that, you know.
0: Uh anyway, uh it it went a little bit the way I thought it wanted it was going to, but it didn't end the way I thought it was going to. Uh, I, I thought Simone was just going to, like, absolutely wrestle the hell out of him. Right. Um, and he did early, in like, a couple of nice takedowns early, and, like, pressure was there, exactly what I thought it would be. I did not see the big knockout coming. That shocked me. It's um, not like Ricky can't hit, and not like Ricky can't crack a little bit, but, like, and, and maybe, I guess maybe it's him being old and washed, but he's got, like, it go, coming into this fight, Simone had 18 wins and only five knockouts, um, and a yep. lot of them were real early in his career when you're fighting, like, scrubs on the the regional scene. Like, his first four fights were knockouts. So, like, since then, he has two knockouts, and one of them was Rafael Assuncao. So, yeah. uh, you know, like, a pretty surprising finish for me. I definitely wouldn't have taken Simone by finish. Um, But, hey, hats off to him. Really good win for him.
1: Very, very good one. Like you, like you brought up, and I agreed uh, last episode. He, he's definitely is a guy who's getting slept on. Unfortunately, he wasn't slept on by the the Lakers because uh, they had him at what minus two sixty or something like that. But, um, but the general public seemed to be sleeping on him. I'm looking up the rankings I run on MMA-Manifesto.com. You're probably gonna have to type in the SportsDaily.com/MMA-Manifesto.com at this point because we switched servers, but. Simone has jumped up to six now, right behind Marlon Vera, right ahead of Corey Sandhagen. Do you have a name for him next? Um,
0: I mean, like, th- there's a bunch of them. I actually, th- this may be too large of a jump for him based on where he is in the UFC rankings. Although I don't know where he'll be on Tuesday when they release the the updates. Uh you know, Yeah, he's not ranked now, but I bet you he's going to be in the top ten or oh, game. close yeah, to so, yeah. uh, After beating number eleven. Um, I kind of think him versus Dominic Cruz would be a really fun fight. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he's fast and he's strong and he's got good wrestling and like Cruz got cracked by Pedro Munoz and almost knocked out. Like now we've seen Ricky Simone can actually knock you out. So like, yeah, I'd I'd like to see that one.
1: Sure. And you said the word that we don't say in this podcast. You said a bunch, Dan, we don't, we don't use we that a expression, right? <laughs> a but we say a buttload. Correct. All right um we hit that one right this was our little hot stretch here where we were not a little hot stretch we both did good last night where we were cruising uh matthias gamrot my lock pick came through for both of us minus 189 so locks on the year i ended up 21 and 12 better than dan of course but down money just the same 142 so you beat me nowhere dan locks i beat you correct picks i beat you money i beat you
0: He had a good year. I had a I had a pretty slow I had a I had a pretty slow stretch in there. One place
1: you made it very interesting at the end. Let me tell you. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Uh, it was a hot that the last four events. I'm pretty happy with.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah, Gamrot. Uh, kind of a weird finish. Uh, he he looked very good, so you don't want to take anything away from him. But TKO submission knee to the body. So I don't know. It was hard to tell if Diego Ferreira got hurt on the, uh, on the takedown attempt because Gamrot was like relentless, like a, like a dog on a bone. Wouldn't uh, He was just on him the whole fight uh, trying to take him down or if he got injured on the knee to the ribs. But regardless, um, he, he said no moss and Gamrot went to put him in a choke hold before the ref stepped in too, to stop the fight. So like I said, weird finish, but um, Gamrot definitely, if it was an injury, Gamrot caused it and he was the rightful winner here. Yeah, plus, we picked them. So, do
0: you, do you remember the, one of the props I gave out was uh, Gamrot's submission uh, plus 1100? 1, oh, 100. really? Yeah, it was plus 1100, um, which is that's just such a bummer because like when he, he grabbed the neck, I was like, "Oh, he tapped, he tapped." Yeah, technically, <laughs> yes, but that's, that's not that's... the way they read it. They TKO yeah. injuries, so. Yeah. Uh, most books will score that uh, by knockout. So uh, he looks great, though. That being said, like that dude yep. is—he's uh, an animal. He's—he is, and I said this on the last show. He is one thousand percent being slept on in this uh, yep. in this lightweight division. I think he could beat guys. Uh, I, I'm gonna say this. I think he could beat guys in the top five right now.
1: Yeah, I think we – was he the guy we went through? Anyway, we, we tend to do this a lot of episodes, go through. Can he be that guy? He be that yeah. Guy? But yeah, I, I like agree. I, um, I,
0: I would think about picking him over Michael Chandler. I'd, like I, I would put a real thought into – like if you put him in there with Michael Chandler, I would be like, uh, I think I would take Gamera, especially because you're going to get me wild plus money on it. But like
1: yeah.
0: it, it's enough that like I might even pick him in the proverbial gun to your head pick.
1: Oh, here we go. The gun to the head is back. Um you would think he he's going to get a, a number beside his his name um by next next go around since he he beat a guy that was ranked. But yeah, um obviously he's left on. We got him for minus 189. He was fighting uh a guy who was on a two fight losing losing skid and hadn't won for a while. So uh I think our days of of getting him at a at a nice number are probably through and, until he fights someone really way up there in the food chain.
0: Yeah. I I think so too. Um and I I think he should be ranked. I to be clear, I thought he already should have been ranked. He's been he's been in my list for the last 3 or 4 months or something like that. Like I I've had him in my lightweight top 15 submitted to the UFC. So he's getting votes. He always has been getting votes or at least vote. Um can yep. uh I think yeah. I I think the rest of my fellow panelists will come around now that uh that he he de- decimated Diego Fajada like that.
1: And he already got his his uh, prospect loss, UFC uh, jitters, out of the way with, with his uh, debut. In the he UFC didn't, lose. And that he didn't lose that. He didn't lose oh, that. Right. Okay. Plus, he didn't lose that fight. Even better. Um, Darren Elkins lost the next fight, Dan. He well, lost this, bad. That was n- bad. N- now, he finally looked said, like Darren Elkins uh, should look. <laughs> no. Cub Swanson was a sniper. Holy moly. Just, like, taking him apart um, with his beautiful family in the front row, I'm sure. Um, come to work and watch daddy beat someone up um t k o spinning wheel kick and punches two twelve into the first round um, No, you you were saying now oh, it was going to come down to Lewis, but actually it um Cubs is the one who who iced this for, iced the yearly victory for me um if he had lost, then it would have came down to to the last fight so I, regardless i 'm still sending Derek Lewis a bucket of chicken because he lost Popeyes. i i 'll send um cobb and and Kenda. Or is it Kendra? Kendra. Kendra or Kenda?
0: Kendra Perez. I Kendra, believe.
1: right. I'll send him and Kendra a uh, a nice uh, fruit basket for uh, for Christmas for locking up the yearly win for me. But yeah, um, what can we say? A, it was very impressive. Uh, victory by Cobb Swanson minus two ten. Um, like, is a very methodical. Yet <laughs> he won spectacularly with the spinning wheel kick and punches. But yeah, and Elkins is not an easy guy to put away either. So uh, easy guy to make bleed, but not an easy guy to put away.
0: Yeah, he got a performance bonus for this one, too, worth noting. Uh, And I would just say, like, yeah, he he put together a complete performance because despite the fact that we joke about Darren Elkins' age and all the quote-unquote damage he has taken, uh, I just think uh, putting him away is still really hard. Um, So to do it the way that he did it and to not rush in stupidly and tire himself out at any point in time, like he just backed away and picked him apart again like, really mature performance by Cub Swanson, which isn't terribly surprising, but also a very technical performance by Cub Swanson, which is, uh, you know, damn impressive, especially at this stage of your career.
1: Yep. Last time Elkins was finished was three years ago. The last time he was finished before that was uh, eight years ago. So it doesn't happen. He's been – that was only the fourth uh, TKO slash knockout loss of his 36 uh, total pro fights. So, yeah. And probably the most
0: emphatic, too.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt about that one. Was that a – that was a Herb Dean one, right? I think I remember Herb dancing around a bit. Yeah,
0: that was, was that was a decent <laughs> stoppage on his It was. Page. Yeah, and he had another one that I watched. I'm trying to remember which yeah, one. Yeah,
1: he had another one. The one he stopped. One, he
0: stopped it, and it was a good good stoppage. So uh,
1: We shouldn't have to mention. We shouldn't even notice the ref, but
0: – Right, indeed, we should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we certainly do when it's Herb.
1: Yes. Ref of the year, though, everyone. Official of the year. Um, World MMA Awards. Uh, all right um so the main card i was how many fights were there five or six was it a five uh six i was five and one on the main card which i was very happy about and dan was three and three there you go dan that was the difference right there so anyhow main card fun fights i got my picks right that's all that matters um let me tell you about Better Fantasy before we finish off the rest of this night uh, of, of fights. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new, they're a brand new company looking to grow the early adopter community. With the Slick app, which is fun to use. One of the reasons we do love using it is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they'll give the league a $150 gift card. You get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download today on your iPhone or Android and check them out at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN, of course. B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And don't forget about Prize Picks. Told you about them earlier. Dan gave you the picks. Head over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code SGP, 100% deposit bonus. What more do you want than that? Amazing, and I see Devin Booker is back tonight, Dan. Things are looking up. Things are looking oh. up, and they're winning by twenty six over the Hornets. So the in, the
0: entire Bulls are back, yes.
1: uh, with the with the For exception how long, of though? with the
0: exception of Zach Levine, who's not actually back. But but like right. they're the, the people in those uniforms are back, which is has yep. been a week coming.
1: <laughs> Book, Booker is back, but uh, hopefully he stays back because things are getting a little crazy in the NBA. NBA like they're. Well, this isn't an NBA podcast, guys, but it's they're like not sure if Cleveland's gonna have enough play like eight players to suit up for the next game. Yeah, things are getting. They
0: just canceled a bunch of Nets games.
1: Did they? Yeah, things are getting wild. Like COVID's over in the states, but uh, it isn't up here. We've got a whole bunch of new restrictions just in time for Christmas, which is lots of fun for everyone. So, anyhow, um, all right, this is not an Omicron podcast yet either. Maybe we'll do a spin-off Omicron podcast. Then, wouldn't that be fun?
0: The Omicron gambling podcast. <laughs> yes, Omicron tsunami gambling <laughs>
1: podcast. Um. All right, Dan's favorite. Is he your favorite? I was going to ask you this. Of our hundred episodes, is Joe Mearshardt your favorite guy to 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 pick, or do you still have others that are near and dear to your heart?
0: Um, he's up there. Um. Yeah. I used to bet on Stefan Struve a lot.
1: <laughs> really? Not not within our hundred episodes. Have we no, had Stefan Struve? Fight? No, Maybe. I
0: think he's been retired for longer than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I yeah I love me some Stefan Struve.
1: Um, yeah. Sadly, Mearshart was not uh, his typical underdog in this fight, though we got him at minus two thirty, which we hit, but it wasn't certain that we were going to hit it, was it? Um, he he pulled a submission, naked Choke out two fifty eight into the third round. Do you think Stolfus was winning? It seemed like people like watching. I didn't think Stolfus was winning necessarily, so, but uh, so
0: I added a round of peace going into the yeah. third. Yeah, uh, and then I would say Stolfus was winning the third. There's one moment that you can you can actually track it if you go back and watch where Stolfus holds onto an arm. It looks like he's trying to get a submission or take the back in like a really weird position, and he kind of like falls to his own back to do it and gives up a position against Miershart. Miershart winds up in a north south. You you could that's the moment he gave the fight away. Like I, I think it was still competitive. I think Stoltzfus was like. On his way to winning the third, and I think as tired as Mearshart was, if you just didn't give him a chance to play on top, he probably loses that fight. Stoltzfus made a very dumb error in going for the submission instead of going for the position, um, and I think it cost him. Um, and then Mearshart did what Mearshart does on the ground, which is work methodically and take your back and finish you. So um, so I, I think maybe I was a little higher on where Stoltzfus was at that time. So I, I would say... Yeah, Stoltzfus um, looked surprisingly good. I kind of – this is weird to say about a guy who's – is he 0-3 in the UFC? Yeah, 0-3 I in the UFC. So. Yeah.
1: I kind of want to see him again. But, I don't know if he will, but yeah. I, but you, I know, know. you know, I, you know I, I like to fire people. So. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you love firing you people, time. but, like, I kind of feel like Stoltzfus should get another one. Um, I mean, he was originally supposed to fight Anthony Hernandez, which wouldn't have gone any better than this. But, like, I feel like there are middleweights he'd beat. Um, and I might be wrong, but I feel like there's middleweight TB and man, he, he looked good enough. Uh, that's a, such a tough three person run to get fired on Kyle Dawkins, Rodolfo Vieta and freaking Gerald Mearshart, man, that would be a brutal firing, but, um, so here's to hoping he gets one more.
1: There you go. Oh, I forgot to mention Cub Swanson. Uh, I got the bonus. I'm not sure if Dan meant Yeah. You mentioned that already. Excuse me. So, uh, 50 grand for him also, but, um, Harry Hunsucker, you want to see him fight again, yeah No. I, you Justin Taffa. I don't. Okay, first of all, <laughs> Taffa, Taffa has to be like our, our patron saint of our podcast going forward. because uh for hashtag missed guys, heavyweight. He miss weight at heavyweight. <laughs> the only guy to miss weight at heavyweight, 267. He didn't look particularly heavier than, I guess, he's only a pound or two. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you're not going to notice a pound or two on, on a frame like his. But, um, yeah, it says he won via KO head kick, at minute 53 in. But um, – it was a blocked head kick. He kicked so hard that a blocked head kick uh, put Harry Hunsucker out.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't out, out, but it was a good no. stoppage. Um yep. and, and like, yeah.
1: Um, was that the Herb Dean one you're thinking of? Maybe? I think it
0: is actually now that I think yeah. about it. Uh, but like, so regardless of, of whether or not it went, he's so good. Regardless <laughs> of whether or not it was that one, like, I mean, like, just a really good performance by Tafa. It also played out like I thought it would. Tafa has a problem with being too complacent. Hunsucker, right. like is going to force you to not be complacent, and in this case, it's like not even the right way to go about it. Um, I still have loads of questions about Top and what he's going to be able to do in the UFC, but yeah, uh, especially
1: if you're missing weight, <laughs> heavyweight. Yeah,
0: and he, but he should beat somebody. Did you have you heard the story about uh, uh, Tatha on the bus back to the hotel with his brother? No. So his brother, Junior Tapa, is an MMA fighter
1: as well. He got He's shouted like, out last episode, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did mention Junior Junior Tapa. Um, and apparently, so while they were on the way back, uh, on the way back to the hotel, he took out his phone and had opened the article that said Justin Tapa was the first guy ever to miss weight at heavyweight. And he yelled out, we did it, baby. We made history. Yes, <laughs> we did. Uh, Make a mockery of it. Apparently Justin didn't think it was all that funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good. He shouldn't. That's very unprofessional of him. Um okay. as as did the next fighter who who I picked, even though I'm not a fan of her fighting, i have no faith in her ever being consistent and she proved that she's consistently inconsistent. That would be Jerry Eubanks, who missed weight again. Um one twenty seven and a half. See, the problem with making making picks in advance, I would not have picked her if if uh, knowing that she had missed Miss weight in this this fight that's that's my excuse here so anyhow um she did not look particularly good in this fight Melissa Gatto did look particularly good one tkl body kick and punches 45 seconds into the third round Gatto looks like a keeper
0: yeah I, i'm i'm really impressed in her her two fights in the ufc have been quite impressive uh, i'm excited to see what she does next she also got a, a bonus too which i'm i'm kind of glad they gave yes. to her that's a yep. freaking sick finish, and I, I feel like it yep. wasn't getting enough play at the time. But a body kick finish like that, man, yeah. and, and like, would she win in the fight? Probably, but um, yeah. there's a, there was at least a question at that point. Um, so to get a big finish like that, you know, like, good for her. And uh, yeah, like the, the the commentators being like, you Eubanks gets this weight thing under control; she'd probably be great for a 125." Like, dude, it's. It's not like it's just happened a couple times. Exactly. It's, like, it's well documented. She can't make this weight, and the reason why she would be good at that weight is because she's too big for that weight. Like, <laughs> exactly. She, it's not like she's like extra skilled down a weight class, the or she's like undersized the weight class up. She's just enormous for that weight class, which is why she keeps fucking missing weight. Yeah, like, um, she doesn't belong at at flyweight. Uh, it's well done. It's not bad cutting. It's just she's too big for it. She needs to be a Dana Weight, she's not big enough for Dana She needs to bulk up. Uh, but yeah, nice to see her get knocked out after that.
1: Yeah, uh, you and I don't belong at Flyweight either, Dan. It's just, That's right. just the way things work, man. Um, yeah, and it was nice to see, Gata, like I said, you see, got to get the bonus. Um, I whiffed in this one. Gata was better than advertised, or better in my eyes, I guess. Dan got it for plus 145. And I didn't know Eubanks was going to be a total head case again, which which she was, at least uh, with the weigh-ins. It's not like she puts on the most consistent performances, even when she does make weight, though. That's, that's the issue with her. So um, Next person, th- this guy looked amazing. Too bad he didn't get himself a bonus. My fellow Canadian, I'll call him that because he won, Charles Air jourdain didn't get a finish. Uh, he came very close, Thirty twenty-six twenty, thirty twenty-seven twenty-nine twenty-seven over Andre Ewell, who was on someone's podcast last week. Um, not that uh, related in any way whatsoever. Um, so we got Jordan minus two ten. He looked amazing. Was was uh, having a very fun time in there. Came very close to finishing Ewell, but Ewell is a tough son of a gun.
0: Yeah, I also thought Ewell looked better early in this fight than he did down at bantamweight. And granted, yeah. he was up against a guy who's very skilled and very good. Um, yeah. but ultimately, like I think this is the right weight class for him. Just like I said on the the show on Wednesday, just a really bad. Stylistic matchup for him. Like he shouldn't be fighting guys who can strike like Charles Jordan. Um, yeah. Not not if you want him to win. So uh, yeah, good performance by Jordan. He looked excellent. Love the flurry at the end. Um, good to see him back in the win column because he did lose to Juicy J last time out. Um, yeah, he lost to me. Yep. Yeah, Don't say and, that name. It's not <laughs> his
1: name anymore. I stole it.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, you will. Uh, some work to do, but ultimately, uh, like I said, looked better.
1: Yep, definitely. You know it looks good all the time. So bad. Since when does sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches, tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone who knows who. Sorry, anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io, see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric we want, as long as somebody's on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN, SoBet, S-O-B-E-T dot I-O slash SGPN today to join the revolution. Did someone say SGPN and someone say app? Yes, I said both. SGPN app. Get it. We're now live in the App Store and Google Play. We give you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. You can get a notification when our podcast drops in case you, for some reason you're not uh subscribe to the MMA gambling podcast feed which you should so you can get our podcast early every episode. Uh, And and when you do get the SGPN ad, if you can throw us up an app review. A good app review, not one of these bad ones in a four star. We want five stars. We deserve it. That would be appreciated. All right, let's finish off the card. No, this is the one that I would like to have a do over on because I did not know Macy Chason was going to come in as the heaviest female in the UFC ever. She missed weight for a Women's featherweight fight, and she took the fight on short notice. So if I knew both of those things, that I would have probably picked against her because they're two of the biggest stat, uh, biggest. Um, what am I trying to say, Dan? Two of the biggest One of the big uh, indicators. Indicators, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. One of the two, two of the biggest stat indicators on who's going to win a fight. So she had both of those going against her. She didn't look particularly bad against Raquel Pennington, but she looked bad enough to lose. Pennington. Minus 195 submission, guillotine choke. Uh, on actually uh, was looking very good in the fight. And then it was another one of those bad MMA thinking uh, moves. And she got herself caught in a, what is it called, Dan? A 10-finger choke, I believe they announced uh, it as. Uh,
0: so it, it, you can call it a 10-finger choke or a 10-finger guillotine. Both both of those names are, are normal names for it. So it, it's sort of known as a guillotine, but it's a 10-finger yeah. guillotine, which is when you, you basically fold your fingers in half and tuck them underneath their right underneath their like, trachea, basically, and you roll their head while pushing it with your, your sternum.
1: There you go. And if uh, someone in Springfield did it, would it be an eight-finger choke, Dan? Is, is that a, a knock the on Simpsons. The Simpsons. No, the Simpsons. Uh, have have I, fingers, right? I, I, Not I, Springfield by your house. Springfield well, in uh, Pretend Springfield. So I
0: thought that was a knock on – so I'm going to tell you one more piece of my origin story real quick. Before oh. you do you know –
1: yeah.
0: So uh I thought that was a knock on my grandparents because uh nope. my my uh on my my paternal side my my grandpa who's no longer with us and my grandma uh were walking around with a combined 16 fingers.
1: Uh, how would I have known that? Dan? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> way that <laughs> to me. I, I feel like First I probably
0: all. would have told that story. No. It, hey, that's it's material for next week. I'll tell you why my family my, my paternal grandparents had a grand total of 16 fingers between and the two. Of them. them. should have had, the meat can. should have had 20. You should have at least 20. Yeah. At um, least. <laughs> at least 20. And they had 16 and uh, more on that this upcoming Wednesday.
1: That's funny. <laughs> Dan thinks I'm, I'm taking a dig at his, uh, at his relatives. <laughs> because I should have guessed that they, they, they didn't have enough fingers. But no, it was a Simpsons reference. Like, like most things are on this podcast. So yeah, I whiffed on this. I didn't know Chase Song was going to be overweight, obviously. Um and she sh- probably should have won the fight. She kind of got herself caught, right? This is one of those oh, you got caught.
0: I think it was one of those things where she felt power and didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Um cuz like she got popped a couple of times on the cheek by uh by uh yeah. Pennington and and I think that was enough for her to be like I don't belong striking here uh and and went to the grappling and that's when she got caught. So, um I kind of think that's it. Do I think that that's fluky? No, I think that's kind of how Pennington would have to win is in the bigger, more powerful shot. So, um, yeah, she did. She get caught for sure. Is that probably the way it was going to end anyway? For sure.
1: Um, yeah, Pennington's kind of uh, on the upswing now, isn't she? This is a few wins in a row for. Her. I don't have it right in front of me because we like to look things up on the fly in this year' podcast. I'm just checking out my my standings, but she's she's on a bit of a swing up, is she not?
0: Um,
1: You don't remember either. No, we're, yeah, she's one three straight. So, yes, she yeah. definitely and four And four or five. So, yeah, she's in my standing, she's all the way up to third because Featherweight Bantamweight is very actually fourth. I forgot about new champ Juliana Pena has, has lapped the field here for some reason. But, yeah, she's jumping up there. I'm not saying she's going to be a title contender again, but she's on a nice little run. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dan's not sold. He's not definitely not uh, buying. Uh, Rochelle Pennington stock, even less she he picked her. I can tell. You're non plus, Dan.
0: I'm yeah, I'm not impressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, how are you impressed with this? Dontel Mays beat our boy, Josh Breesen, who we had picked. TKO Elbows, three minutes, uh twenty six seconds into the third round. I can tell you how we got this plus one sixty dog run. Uh Dontel Mays is a wrestler now, apparently. I mean, Dontel we did Maze. Not know that.
0: Uh, Dante May looks like he's developing his game really well. Like, when he got signed to the UFC, the way that some people talked about him on the regional scene made it sound like he was who he was this past weekend. Um, and, and, like, he looked really good. Um, he didn't in his first two fights. He looked really good here. Um, I mean, he was on, like, one of the very first contender series fights. Didn't look good then either. But um, he appears to have, like, reached... Hit the actual potential that we thought. And uh, it'd be interesting to see moving forward because that's two in a row for Dontale.
1: It is. And he was trying to be the first guy to finish a fight via um, crotch strikes to the face.
0: Uh, the <laughs> pelvic, amazing,
1: right? pelvic, th- pelvic Pelvic thrust. thrust. TKO pel- pelvic thrust, yeah, that that could work actually. And if he um, if he did that, he would have definitely gotten a performance bonus. <laughs> but he would have been instead. Justin Toff is is still our hero uh, for coming in overweight. Um, all right, and then so we got that one wrong, and Dan also got the opener wrong, which was very nice. Speaking of b- dumb uh, bad MMA thinking, um, Matt Sales, they were calling him Sales right? They weren't calling them the fancy way you were saying it. Sales, <laughs> Saw or Sawless? No wonder the Alabamians thought you talked funny. Um, <laughs> Jordan Levitt Jordan Levitt uh, submitted him, inverted triangle choke, uh, 205 into the second round because Matt Sales thinks he's a grappler and he's going to grapple with Jordan Levitt.
0: Well, uh, yeah, there's nothing more to say than just this is a low fight IQ moment because, like, man, he was looking pretty good on the feet. He even sprawled on a couple of takedowns expertly uh and then just didn't disengage it it wasn't even that he like tried to grapple but it was that he like sprawled on a takedown and didn't get out of there he just hung around which allows you to shoot a second time or reshoot and like that's why he wound up on the bottom uh and then for a second on the top and then uh tapped out even though he was on the top so Yep. yep uh at
1: least jordan jordan levitt didn't make love to his face like um like the man in the fight after this coming up. Don't tell me. Correct. This. Correct. Yes. Um, this, yeah. see there's a there's a several line here. Yeah, I
0: uh <laughs> I was still pretty bummed cuz I had the, yes. the dog pick here and uh man, he's I think he had a real path to victory there and just didn't use it.
1: Yeah, I had Levitt minus 115. So what do you think of the the monkey god? Monkey king? I, I
0: I really like his grappling. I really think yep. he's he's too one dimensional at this time to really yeah, give any really thought to it, especially especially in that division. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, there, yep. there are unranked guys out there. Like, I mean, like Matty Gamrot was not ranked coming into this fight. What what would Gamrot do to to Jordan Levitt? And I just mean that from the the standpoint of like Gamrot can strike and stop you from grappling. And anybody in that division who can do that can beat Jordan Levitt.
1: Yep, and because it's Christmas, and I like to fire people, I think Matt Sales is probably gone. One and three in the UFC missed weight once. Um, we we joked about him getting up to two fifty, but you know, kudos to him for getting down to one hundred fifty five for for weigh in. So um, that's quite impressive. But yeah, one and three in the UFC didn't quite work out for him.
0: And has been twisted and inverted triangled now. So yeah,
1: it doesn't sound like fun. I twistered don't really.
0: I don't really hate that decision
1: either. It's like I. I make these things happen, Dan. Uh, I'll uh, I'll tell Dana that we've decided. Sorry, it's time to go, man. So, so that wrapped a pretty good, pretty good, um, pretty 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 good end to um, a pretty good year in the UFC. It was a pretty fun fight card all around. Lots of lots of finishes again. We we've had a stretch here where we were are getting nonstop finishes. We've had we had four three decision decisions last night out of thirteen fights. It's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It was a. If you it like was finishes, an action,
0: it was an action-packed card.
1: It was. Oh, and we, I forgot to mention, we did lose a fight um, right before Rarity Barcellos, Trevin, no, Victor Henry. We lost Trevin Jones already before that. Um, we lost that right before due to that COVID thing, which doesn't exist anymore, um, reared its head again. So we ended up with 13 fights. And, and
0: that fight is already rescheduled for January oh, yeah. 8. The very next fight card will be breaking down.
1: <laughs> there you go. So that's, yeah, that's it for 2021. Um, and that's it for episode 100. Yeah, next um next episode we're not going away though ufc may go dark uh everybody's going dark but we're not going dark we even have an episode planned on boxing day up here in canada um which is a holiday dance, so hopefully i get double pay on that day
0: i i would say we both should
1: we, yes yes exactly i'm going to make you work too so we'll talk about all the chris's presents we got and everything that day but next episode uh is going to hit on wednesday I was thinking, since Santa's coming soon, Dan, or or whatever holiday um, our listeners are, because we have listeners all over the world, you could be celebrating something else. Hopefully, you're celebrating something because it's fun to celebrate, regardless of what you're celebrating. Um, But Santa's coming to Dan and my house. Hopefully, he's coming to your house, Dan. Were you a good boy this year, Dan?
0: Uh, Good enough. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. Hopefully, um, and so to put MMA spin in, I thought next episode, we will... Each of us will – this is something we're actually going to have to do homework on for a try. I guess we could do it on the fly, too. That would be actually in
0: um, – Way funnier. More, <laughs>
1: way funnier. It would be more uh, more in line with with how this podcast is run. But we are going to pick a fight we want Santa to bring us from each weight class in the UFC uh, in the next year. Hopefully, we won't – I think – I don't want to put too many rules and regulation on it, but try to make it a a possible fight, like not someone who hasn't fought for – decades or anything like that try to make it a, a fight that could actually happen um and then we'll, we'll tell you why we want to make it happen and maybe i'll make dan put a imaginary betting line on it since we are a gambling podcast
0: yeah i like that
1: should be fun and hey it can even be a fight that's already booked if you want if if that's the fight that you think is the best uh the 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 best fight in that weight class that you want to see then then so be it if it's uh, already booked then so be it um I'm sure Dan's going to be Macy Barber versus someone. She's already got a fight, the book, does she not, Dan? So I think she I, does.
0: Do we have to DQ people who are already booked?
1: <laughs> no. No, you don't. Know, that's the thing. No. go Because we can hope year, for it right? at the end of, end,
0: end yeah. of 2022. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's
1: yeah. going to pick He's going to pick her getting murdered by someone. He's going to pick I mean, uh, Macy Barber versus I've Valentina Shevchenko or something.
0: <laughs> I love her versus Aaron Blanchfield. I think Blanchfield fucking murders oh, her, right. too. But, yes. uh, no, I've got better picks than that.
1: All right. So anyhow, we will next episode, and if not even next episode, but the episodes going forward, if anyone has a topic or a question they would like us to address on the podcast, uh, by all means, um, let us know. Uh, make our jobs easier. So you can hit us up in the Slack channel, which is lots of fun, especially on, on fight nights. Uh, Sgpn, um, search for us, search for our Slack channel, join it, find the the uh, category for fights, and um, like it's uh we seem to be getting new members all the time and it's it's really jumping on on fight night so that's fun so you can hit us up in there um under our names or just put a message in the in the message board i'm always checking it or on twitter i'm jeff fox writer and he is gumby vreeland um so yeah if you have ideas or if you have something you were you want smart dan to answer then by all means uh, let us know um I guess that's all I really have to tell you. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday, like I said. We're not going anywhere. We, we will find something to talk about. I have lots of ideas of things being talked about over the next few weeks. So, um, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, like I said. Get in the Slack if that's that's your type of thing. It's lots of fun. Like I said, very good community. No real dirtbags in there other than Dan, so it's it's a it's a good thing. Um, we don't have to. Um, have uh, people harassing you and that type of thing like that other than than dan actually he's i'm the one harassing people about stuff more more often than not um you can listen to his podcast but we'll, we'll they probably aren't coming out until uh, next you can listen to top turtle there won't be a prelim primer for our picker primer primer i'm 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 saying it's primer am i right
0: you're right you're you got it, <laughs> <There> won't, be, <laughs> it
1: won't be a prelim primer for a few weeks but there will be top turtle still right
0: There is, yeah, and this week we have on, uh, so I've got a laundry list of guys who are going to be fighting on the 15th, who I've all already interviewed, Um, so we're going to have, like, fighters with fights coming up nonstop through this break every single week. Uh, This week I got Brandon Rawdog Royval on uh, as he gets ready for his fight. That could
1: be a good nickname to steal. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Okay, Ramiz, go ahead.
0: Sorry. Ramiz Brahimai as well. So uh, a couple of good ones this week, and, and I've got some real doozies coming up in the weeks, including one I did today um, that is a lot of fun. So make sure was, you're listening. Ramiz,
1: was Ramiz coach. Was he the guy coaching last night? For he Forrest? was, yeah. He okay, actually, right.
0: He, he coached uh, both of the Fortis people who did not win um, because uh, Safe Side was at the Jake Paul fight.
1: No, the Darren Williams fight, Dan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, his boss's fight <laughs> is where he was.
0: Yeah. His, uh, his, the, well, I guess they co-own it. So I wouldn't yeah, call him a boss, but so they co-own co- it. His partner. Uh, Dar- Darren Williams is most of the money, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but save runs the biz.
1: And Darren Williams won his fight. So there you go. And we may, we almost made it through the whole podcast without mentioning that, that thing, Dan. But you mentioned that guy's name. We're that not going to start talking night.
0: about it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but guess who i'm getting on the mma manifesto guess who's bringing in all the traffic today tyrone woodley <laughs> so it's like the ufc didn't even happen last night so anyhow um so listen to top turtle there's not a curse both those guys are going to win their next fight for sure wait a minute Fortas, you interviewed ramiz already before the yeah. coach last night I, hmm, I interesting. Understand. Oh, jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> interesting very very interesting <laughs> And we, may or, guys may, do not, last we night?
0: may or may not have talked about him cornering too.
1: <laughs> mm, mm, very, very interesting. Uh, Anyhow, yeah, there's no curse, though. Yeah, come on, there's no curse, guys. Curses are that's that's silly stuff. Um I think does have everybody do everything they're supposed to do? I always have all these uh yeah, things that tell everyone to do. You're at a
0: good you're at a good spot.
1: All right, go ahead. You, you can say bye, Dan.
0: Hi, right, I'm to be brilliant. He is Raw Dog Jeff Fox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on Wednesday.